Hello, and welcome to Talking About It, a podcast from New Canaan, Connecticut, dedicated to reducing the stigma around behavioral health issues our community members face, preventing abuse, and promoting healthy relationships. I'm your host, Cindy Graziano. Each month, we'll share a new episode, including topics such as girl empowerment, teen body image, bullying, relationship violence, helping friends in crisis, social media awareness, and much more. Our goal is to create an educational and open dialogue with the New Canaan community and beyond, because we're not perfect and we're talking about it. We are recording today's episode at the Silvermine Arts Center with a live audience. We are pleased to have Sherry West with us today to discuss raising strong girls. Sherry is founder and CEO of Live Girl, a nonprofit organization that builds confident leaders by empowering and equipping the next generation. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad you are here, so let's start talking about it. Tell us a little bit more about your nonprofit organization and what started it. Well, I'm honored to be here to talk about the confidence crisis amongst young women today, um, to raise awareness and to spark conversation, because what we're seeing, um, both from research and what we're seeing at Live Girl, is that all of the wellness marker markers for young women are plummeting. Um, mm-hmm. Suicide, anxiety, eating disorders, depression are all on the rise. So um, at Live Girl, we're committed to building confident leaders. Very important topic today, and we'll talk about how that manifests itself even as young girls become young women. Tell us a little bit about how you started it. What planted that seed for this need? Well, as you know, my background is in corporate America and leadership development, and we had literally, as a family, literally traveled around the U.S., lived around the U.S. before we landed here in New Canaan after the birth of my third son, Mm -hmm. um, who is now 12. So we've been here for that long and, um, you know, quickly settled into the lovely New Canaan community um, as a working mom of three, starting to reflect on some of the things holding women back in the workforce, starting to reflect on that as a parent, because I have two boys and a girl, and, and seeing how their life experiences were different. And then around that time, really a pivotal experience for me is we um, got involved with the Fresh Air Fund, and we hosted an amazing young girl through the Fresh Air Fund who um, was the same age as my daughter. And it was really an eye-opening experience in really seeing that she had all of the same smarts as my daughter, but none of the same opportunities. And she didn't have access to role models or mentors, and no one had ever talked to her about the possibility of going to college. And so after that experience, we sat down as a family. It really kind of sparked a family conversation about the need to do more. And the rest, as you say, is history. Live Girl was born, founded in 2014. And we started with some mentoring groups at the Boys and Girls Clubs in a summer camp. And since we've really grown into a very powerful movement, a community that last year served 1,500 girls in our free of charge leadership development and mentoring programs statewide in Connecticut. You know, you come from corporate America, as you have said. And certainly, there have been leadership gaps, female leadership gaps forever. Is it different today? Are you noticing a difference? Well, surely progress has been made. When I was at GE, you know, oftentimes I was the only woman in the room, the only woman in the boardroom, the only woman on the team. And 
you know, clearly we've made progress, but I would just say not enough. Just looking at some of the data, using 1995 as a comparison point, back in 1995, if you look at the Fortune 500 CEOs, um, there were zero Fortune 500 CEOs. Today, there are 4.8% in the Fortune 500. In government, we've done a bit better. In Congress, back in 1995, 10% were women, and today it's 24%. And you, you know that whole story about there are more men named John than, in, than women in leadership positions in the Fortune 500, in government. Um, it's kind of become a, somewhat of a meme. But the key point there is that we need to do more, and we need to do it faster, um, because the World Economic Forum actually estimates that it will take 257 years for us to achieve gender parity. And, um, well, my daughter can't wait that long. And so that really speaks to the commitment of Live Girl to, to working with all girls to equip them with the leadership skills that they need to thrive uh, in this world. Let's talk a little bit about the vehicles that Live Girl provides, and then we'll also talk about how parents can do what they can mm -hmm. to also promote that confidence. What are some of the vehicles that Live Girl provides? So at Live Girl, um, we are all about providing community, a community of support and year-round programming. We serve girls in grades 5 through 12, so we're working with middle school and high school girls to build self-esteem and social-emotional intelligence, which we consider to be the building blocks of a confident leader. And for our programs in middle school, we really work on teaching girls to lead themselves, and then as they transition to high school, giving them opportunities to lead others. Um, so for example, in middle school, we have an after-school mentoring program called the Confidence Club. And for that, we form small groups of girls, target size is 15, and we match them with a professional mentor. And it's curriculum-based, but they, um, th the goal is really to provide them with a safe space. We call it a brave space, where they can work through and develop the skills they need to navigate those issues, those thorny middle school issues. Um, everything from body image to frenemies and toxic relationships to social media, which is um, horribly affecting our young girls' self-esteem. And then an example of a high school program would be our Live Girl League. So that's an eight-week program that steps the high school girls through launching a community impact project. So we're really excited about this program because of the ripple effect it's having. So now not only are we building confident leaders, but we're building leaders that are going out into their local communities to make the world a better place. So it's, it's really exciting to us. But I would just say above and beyond everything that we're doing, it's all about giving girls opportunities and experiences to step outside of their comfort zone and to take risks and to expand their thinking beyond their own zip code. And importantly, giving them access to fierce female role models who look like themselves. And I think the importance of role models and mentors for young girls can't be understated. The idea of role models, I think, is important. Do you look for people in the community to match with these young girls? Are you doing that kind of work as well? And what is our responsibility as, as women in the workforce? What can we do? So we are always looking for high-energy women who want to mentor the next generation of female leaders. Um, and we are, we are very careful when we're with our confidence clubs to match the demographics, so we always want to provide a mentor who looks like the girls. We feel that's very important. 65% um, of the girls we serve are girls of color. Mm -hmm. But I think all of us, all women, we need to do more with our sisterhood, and we need to do more um, to shorten that, you know, the 257 years um, to give back to the next generation and, and to give them the support that perhaps we didn't have. I mean, 
every day I get phone calls and emails from people saying, boy, I wish we had this program when I was in middle school. Um, so absolutely, we're always looking for, for mentors and volunteers to work with our young women. Let's talk a little bit about just a couple of personal experiences and ideas you have. You've worked with thousands of girls now. You have really been a person that has seen some very specific strategies that have worked to build confidence. Do you have some strategies that you can leave with us that we can all be thinking about? Sure, that's a great question. Um, I get this question asked a lot, and what I usually say is it is different for, for every person, but since beginning the work with Live Girl in 2014 and having worked with over 5,000 girls, I have kind of come up with a roadmap, a personal roadmap with three keys that I personally use to coach young women, and it's to teach them to fail, to speak up, and to branch out. And just to quickly touch upon each of those three points, um, the first point around failure is that I think we have a generation of young women who are chasing perfection, perhaps because everything they see on social media are these perfectly curated lives. But we, we really need to teach our young women to embrace failure because that's how we learn. Uh, fail, F-A-I-L, stands for first attempt in learning. And so what does that mean for young women? We need to encourage them to raise their hand and present their idea and to try out for the play and you know, submit their resume. And yeah, sometimes they're going to fail, but then s celebrate that and, and debrief with them about what did you learn from that failure that you can apply next time. Because that's, that's life. That's how we learn. The second point is to speak up. And this is important because based on my corporate background, background in youth development, I see public speaking as one of the top things holding young women back from leadership experience. And they're afraid to raise their hand in the classroom, in the boardroom. They're afraid to speak up and let their voice be heard. And so we need to work with them by practicing that skill because that's it's a confidence is like a muscle, right? The more you practice it, the stronger it gets. And so pushing your daughter to get into those situations where you know she's going to volunteer to get present the team project or attend a summit um, where she's going to get up on stage and present an idea, I think are crucial and important. And the more more she does it, the more she'll get comfortable with it. And at Live Girl, we've actually created a culture of public speaking. So at all of our events and leadership summits, the girls are competing to who can raise their hands first. And, <laughs> but they know then they have to stand up when they ask the question and speak loudly and proudly and ask the question. But they're also you know, clamoring to be the one to present the team vision board or whatever the activity is for that event because we celebrate it and we um, encourage it. And, and the more you do it, the less you're afraid you become of it. And then the third one is um, to branch out and... I think this is really important because trying new things and meeting new people breeds confidence. The reason for that is confidence isn't something that can be taught. It has to be earned. And what I mean by that is you earn, so to speak, confidence points. Every time you try something new, put yourself out there, step outside of your comfort zone, that's how you become confident is by putting yourself out there. So again, at Live Girl, a lot of what we're doing is bringing you know, very diverse communities of girls together. I mean, someone may come into a leadership summit and not know anyone else there, and, you know, the, maybe the girls don't look like them, but that's how you build confidence, by putting yourself out there into these different environments and getting different experiences, and, and that's a life-changing perspective, and that's how you become a confident, inclusive leader. Great, Sherry, and I think the idea that the safe space or brave space, as you refer to, 
helps us to not only experience things, but then to reflect on them. And often when we can reflect on the experience is where our confidence can mm -hmm. build too. So it's a nice combination. I'm sure you have hundreds of stories of girls that have come in not anticipating being able to stand up or not anticipating that they're going to be able to have the confidence. Is there a story or two that mm. you can share, maybe a specific one? To am help I, am us I limited to two? <laughs> this is my favorite part talking about well, the girls. more than two is acceptable. <laughs> yeah. This is truly my favorite part. I, I, I love working with these young women. I mean, they, they give me hope for the future, and so much credit gives, goes out to these girls that are showing up every day bravely to, to become confident leaders. I guess a few stories that come to my mind. Um, the first one is uh, a young woman named Sabrina, who this year, this past year, was named as a, one of our 2019 Impact Scholars, which was generously funded by LiveWell Design. And she came to us early in her high school years as a very shy young woman, really unsure with, you know, unsure about her role in this world. And then she started blogging for us a series called uh, what it's like to be a Muslim woman in today's world. And as she found her voice, she discovered her power. And the transformation was incredible. I was very honored to write her a college letter of recommendation, and um, she became a first-generation college student. She's now at Connecticut College here in our great state. It's just one of, it's one of the many powerful transformational stories. Um, another is um, one of my favorite, and our program directors here, Allison, who's amazing, <laughs> Aziza. So we, I talked earlier about our, live, our high school Live Girl League program, and um, Aziza, someone new to our program, she's, um, but I kept hearing from, from, about her from our program director about how remarkable this young woman was. And then I finally had the opportunity to meet her at the league report out. She stood out right away because she was clearly like, taking this pitch very seriously. She was dressed in a business suit, she had her cue cards, and she was rehearsing in the corner. And she stepped up to give her presentation, and what she explained up front was that this project, this community impact project that she was launching was especially important to her because for the first time as a sexual assault survivor, she felt empowered and in control. And her project was to launch a community awareness program called at Silence Hurts CT to really provide support and encourage assault and abuse survivors to, to step forward. And she's also started an after-school program in Stanford at West Hill High School that's been fully supported and funded by the school. So there again, another example of just um, an amazing young woman that just needed the support and a platform uh, to make positive change in this world. And it's a ripple effect. It, it really is a ripple effect. And this word empowerment, uh, you've mentioned it a number of times, it's, it's a very important piece of women finding the confidence to speak up, build, stretch out of their comfort zone. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about empowerment? The, the theory is that if we're waiting to be empowered, we're going to wait all of our lives. Mm -hmm. So how do we encourage empowerment or that being able to step up what are some of the challenges in feeling empowered or taking hold of empowerment? Yeah, that's actually in, a very interesting question because if you look through our um, language, we actually don't use the word empowerment very often. 
uh, we don't use it at all, actually, because you're right. The word empowerment infers that you're waiting for someone else to empower you. But one of our values is to live your power. And what we teach girls is that everything they have is already inside of themselves. That's where building the self-esteem and confidence comes in. But once you have that core foundation and once you believe in yourself and, and know that that power is there, that's when you really are able to launch. And so our, our leadership values are to live brave, live your true self, live kind, and live your power. There are obviously many people listening today that are parents of young girls or guardians of young girls. Let's talk a little bit about how we can support the self-esteem of daughters in particular, and possibly any young girl that you might meet in your journey. What are some of the critical ways that parents can make sure they're building self-esteem? Mm-hmm. First of all, we have to start young um, because, unfortunately, gender-limiting stereotypes emerge as early as age six. For example, six-year-old girls are less likely than boys to believe that members of their gender are really, really smart. So from a very young age, we need to disrupt these gender norms. And we can do that by casually and frequently just asking questions. You know, why don't you think there are any women in this particular story? Or why do you think all the princesses are, are wearing dresses and are always rescued by a man? And we can teach our young daughters to actually think critically about what they're consuming through the media, through the popular culture, through the world around them. And, and I think that's really essential, starting that at a young age. And then I think the next really important thing for parents is to always remember that they are the number one role model and that their daughters are watching and observing and intaking everything they do. So it's really also checking ourselves. Rachel Simmons, who is an expert in this field, talks about the big reveal in that we become adult women and realize that all these insecurities we had as a young child actually follow us. So whether they're body insecurities or social insecurities, they tend to follow us. And we just really need to check ourselves that we're not translating that to our daughter. So are we talking often about how we're dieting and constantly going to the gym? Or are we talking about how we're really worried that maybe so-and-so friends don't like me? So as as a parent, we just really need to think about how we can serve as positive role models for our daughter to help them build the self-esteem they need to thrive. It's a great point, just starting young and some of the obstacles that girls do face, whether it's a bias or in today's world, the social media impact. Are you finding there are ways to manage or navigate the social media? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Social media is tough. I mean, I like to say that I, I firmly believe since the beginning of time, there's surely been mean girls out there, right? But Being a middle school teen girl today on social media, going through puberty and adolescence with social media is tough. All of those pressures are amplified on social media. So we talk about social media a lot, both in our mentoring groups. We also do a lot of social media workshops in schools and youth centers across the state. Um, We do parent-daughter workshops. And I think the key here is, is you can't just say, put down the phone or take the phone away. But rather, you need to teach the young women the skills they need to curate a positive experience for themselves. So really talking to them, for example, about exploring their online brand identity and what they put out there and how they want to, you know, 
how they want to be perceived, teaching them to curate their feed, unfollow anyone who doesn't make you feel good. Also, you have to, like we talk about the, you know, the, the spark joy in your feed um, and really, because Instagram has an algorithm, I don't know if you've noticed this, where they'll automatically be assigning you new accounts and some of those accounts aren't good for you to have. So it's like constantly going through your feed and just taking out the negative stuff that may, is bringing you down. So it's really um, giving them the skills that they need to, to use social, social media in a positive, empowering way. In, and then we, in high school, we talked to them about how social media can be used in a positive way to you know, magnify a message around a community impact project. Or So really teaching them to use it in a positive way only. Yeah, it's, it is tough. It is a challenge today and, and probably will be for quite some time. Let's begin to think about just your dreams for the future. And as a founder of uh, Live Girl, what, what do you see for America? Certainly a very critical role for young women coming uh, in this day and age and the future of the world, really. So tell us a little bit about your dreams. Oh, I have so many dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually, it's quite simple. Um, I dream for equal opportunity. I dream for equal pay, and I dream for to have more women in leadership positions. It's really that simple. A simple message <laughs> and a simple vision that you're obviously helping to execute so well, and we appreciate that. I want to thank you so much for your time today. We do have time for one or two questions, if there are some questions from the audience. Big fan. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of you, Claire. Oh, <laughs> Blushing. Uh, you did mention how we carry our insecurities with us from a young age to as we get older. And I know it can be hard when we're talking with either daughters. I don't have a daughter yet, but like if we're talking with daughters or with young women we mentor. Um, do you recommend like one thing you could do every day with your daughter to like it? Because it, it can be hard to, you know, really... Uh, undo everything we've learned about ourselves, but like one thing we could focus on every day with our daughters or the young women we mentor to really encourage them to be confident and for both of us to feel confident together. Yes. Thank you. Great question, Claire. Um, we actually have a very simple exercise we do, and you can do it like think of it on a hand or on a paper plate, and we ask the girls to write down five things they love about themselves. You wouldn't believe how hard it is for some girls to complete this. And so then we coach them, well, if you can't think of five things, then think about what a, a parent or a grandma or a, a good friend would say. But it's actually, again, training that muscle to think about the positive things in your, in your life. And, and, and gratitude, you know, you could also say every night before you go to bed, let's say th three things we're grateful for that we did this day. But it's really just almost getting in that positive psychology mindset and making that a lifestyle. Thank you, Claire. Any other questions from the audience? There is a mic in the back. Hi, I'm Monica. Um, I have a comment more than anything. My daughter, uh, Carolina, has attended your summer camp, and she has also recently attended your confidence club at the middle school here locally. And I have seen the materials, um, and I also want to say that in, silently in the background, when you were talking about changing the messages that we give our girls, I was like, okay, check, check, oh, thank God. I just wanted to say how amazing your organization is. Like, I'm just blown away by the wonderful impact that you've had on my daughter and my family. Thank we you. have some fantastic conversations. I, I feel like 
this message needs to be spread so far and wide. You know, we are a, a family. I'm a person of color. We try to sort of incorporate these things. And when she comes back from your camp or from your uh, uh, confidence club, you know, she'll say to me, oh, mommy, my friend so-and-so, did you know she's Muslim and that she this and that she that? And just the friendships that they are forging, they are really seeing each other. They're not seeing you know, what they look like, what their bodies look like, what's on their heads. They are seeing each other. And I think that for us as girls and women, I think that is so amazing and so important. And that's gonna carry on across gender. They'll, they'll see you know, boys for who they really are. They'll see, but more importantly, I want my daughter to see herself for who she really is, apart from all of the stuff that we sort of take on as we get older. Um, and anyway, I just wanted to say that I am really, really proud of the work that you're doing, and I'm not even a part of your organization, but it has really made a big impact in my family, so thank you. Thank you, that means the world. Thank you so much, and I, the best part is I didn't pay her for that commercial <laughs> advertising. Nope, nope. She actually got <laughs> I'm just a mom here locally. Thank you so yeah. much, that means the world to hear that feedback, yeah. thank you. Any other questions before we close out today? First of all, thank you so much, Sherry, for what you're doing. What is the message that your organization has for boys and how they can help their sisters and their friends and how they can enrich their lives by seeing women more clearly? Of course. I mean, in order for us to achieve gender equality, it's going to take all of us working together. So absolutely. And I have two sons. And um, what I this is more of a personal question. What what I do with my sons is I'm always having the same con conversations with them. I'm talking a lot to them about all these amazing women out in the world and what they're doing and how smart they are and how smart their sister is. And, um, and when I, if I ever do observe behaviors, um, you know, them talking over their sister, uh, I speak up. So I think it's just, um, again, the, the, the frequent and, and casual and gentle observations to disrupt gender bias in the world. It's going to take all of us. Thank you. Sherry, we so appreciate your time, uh, your passion, your dedication, obviously, to this. Uh, the young person's growth today, as you're saying, really starts at such a young age. We see it all the way throughout our lives, how we are built up as a young person can carry us through so many tough times and so many challenges as adults. And I, I see it as not only an important piece today, but just, and in our community, but really in our world, because it has changed. We want to thank our listeners today and to our live audience today. You have been listening to Sherry West, founder and CEO of Live Girl, a nonprofit organization that builds confident leaders by empowering and equipping the next generation of leaders. Uh, Live Girl, of course, has a website you can also visit. Remember, if you or someone you know is in an emergency situation due to abuse or violence, call 911 immediately. To learn more about resources discussed on today's podcast, visit our website at talkingaboutit.org. And remember to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or other platforms to listen to these podcasts. We'll be back next month with a brand new episode of Talking About It. This podcast was made possible by the New Canaan Abuse Prevention Partnership and a grant from the New Canaan Community Foundation. Thank you.